Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold, and uh, this week's episode, we have a guest. We have a guest, and her name is Mary Trump. We had a talk back two nights before the closing of my show after my show about free speech called Yes, I Can Say That. And that is our, you know, the meat of today's episode. But I also have an opening that I do now because, you know, I like to talk. And I have a special guest here for the opening of the podcast named Elisa Dawn Halpern. And um, she's standing behind me. And I I am recording this on Sunday night. This will come out on Tuesday And I'm just going to tell you the shit fucking week I've had since it is called Kill Me Now. Right. That's Elisa, everyone. Um, And Elisa can vouch for the fact. So I closed my show on Sunday. It was great. We had uh, an amazing dinner with BD and his family uh, afterwards. You know, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But this week I went to the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in um, Austin, Texas. So Elisa got a break for me. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Well, well, I you did ignore. You. No, you didn't. You ignored me. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. So this week, just for the kill me now purposes of this show, my JetBlue card was someone took the number and started um, charging shit at a spa in Miami on my card. I got rid of the car. I mean, I called the fraud department and then I called the spa and this is how fucking stupid they are at the fucking spa. I called them up and I'm like, I'm just letting you know, someone keeps, you know, getting spa or, or booking spa treatments on my card and you're not going to get paid because the card is mine and not happening. And the woman in Miami, I mean, it used to be more Jewish, but the woman in Miami is like, Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, they just went in for their treatment. I'm like, what? How fucking dumb are you? <laughs> this is why we have fucking people like Marjorie Taylor cunt in the fucking. I, I can't. OK. So I have to get a new JetBlue credit credit card, but I'm like, listen, I'm going to Austin. I need my JetBlue credit card. So they're like, oh, the 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 credit card company is like, we'll send it to you, you know, overnight. We won't charge you. Meanwhile. Several hours later, I get a call from the fucking spa. Hi, you called earlier. And he, 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 the people say that you're her sister. They're your sister. I said, my sister is 64 years old and lives in New Jersey. Okay, she's not at the fucking spa in Miami, you idiot. So anyway, I got my card. I went to um, the Iro Puerto to go to um, Austin. 
on uh, Thursday. And uh, I went to, I was flying JetBlue, and I went and got a boggle. A boggle with scallion cream cheese, sesame. You gotta hit the thing. Oh, sorry. Bagel. bagel. Bagel with sesame cream cheese at H&H Bagel. Mm. And some fresh squeezed orange juice. I thought it was orange juice, but it said orange mango. Because nothing is what it is supposed to oh, fucking delicious. be. I no, I wanted like I wanted just plain orange, but I well, drank it. You should have taken me with you. I okay, okay. Like... No, not, I can't. You're annoying. Okay. Yeah. Nasty. Wait till you hear how mean she was to me. What? Okay, so then I I go and buy the boggle, and apparently, and I paid with the JetBlue credit card because I'm in the JetBlue terminal and JetBlue. And then I I go back, I I get to Austin, I I they're like, your room is ready. I said, can I please? I don't want to be near the elevator. Like that's my one thing in my profile of everything is I don't want to be near the elevator. I want to hear people talking. I don't want to hear bells ringing. I live near the elevator in my apartment building. I don't want to be near the fucking elevator. They're like, well, the only room we have, it's three, you know, it's really down the hallway and it's, you know, you're three rooms down. All right. I was right near the fucking elevator. And I was across from the that closet where all the housekeeping goes in and uh-huh. fucking talks about everyone and gets out their vacuum cleaners and just doesn't shut the fuck up. I was across from that, too. So anyway, I get to the room and I didn't sleep all weekend, by the way, because the fucking noise. You could hear people like, you know, breathing, walking down the hallway. I hate hotels like that. The room's nice, but you can hear everything in the fucking hallway. And so I realized that I left my JetBlue card in the fucking thing where you pay for the fucking bagel. So I lost the card again. Okay. And now I'm waiting for a new card. So that's number one. Okay. The festival's fine, but everyone call me a legend every time because I'm fucking old. I was the oldest one there. I mean, there were people my age, but they were like, you know, managers and, you know, whatever. But seriously, it was like, oh, she's a legend. I'm like, I'm old. I'm not a fucking legend. I think you're a legend. Uh, Okay. Which is why you ignored me all day on Saturday. Okay. So then, um, you know, the, the food situation on the road, not good. You know, Austin's very nice and I love the festival. I love being around comics and it was great, but. You know, I just want a coffee maker. I want to have like I it was one of those fucking espresso with the mini pod. No, I just want I want coffee and and I want real. I don't know. I did go to Salt Lick, Salt Lick with my friend Margaret Smith, brilliant comedian. And I had real Texas barbecue. And then, of course, Elisa tells me, you know, my parents went to Salt Lick because everything's about how everything's connected in some way. So I went to Salt Lake and her parents have been to Salt Lake. And I just thought it was great that my lesbian comedian friend, Margaret, and I were going to Salt Lake because lick, you know, saying lick it. Yeah. Well, you didn't really have a kosher meal there, did you? No, I don't. Elisa, what What? are you doing? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So anyway, so so it's like Thursday I get there. Thursday night I do two shows. The shows are like six to ten minutes each. I can't even fucking get on stage in six minutes. I no, can't even thing, walk up this there. This opening is more than ten minutes right I know, now. No, it isn't. It's I, seven I didn't minutes. Get to say anything. You'll so get far. there. Okay. So I'm doing two shows a night. Then Friday I had to do a podcast and then two show. I don't know. It, it, uh, I had a meeting, you know, with the person who's in the business and talking and coffee and whatever. And then Friday night, 
uh, I was so hungry. Uh, I went to the, they have tr- food trucks all over. So I got the halal food truck and I'm just shoving fucking food backstage. Then on Saturday, uh, I went to go visit Margaret and we went to the salt lick and Elisa just ignored me all fucking day, all day. No, she, I was you, busy. You know, no, you weren't busy. She went to Bloomingdale's with her mother. Um, <laughs> And it's like, this is the problem, people. No, there's no problem. There is. I, it's I like had you're, to get some. You had to get something. She go, she's 61 and shops no, with her mother. No, she she just got over being sick and she wanted to right. go because she wanted to see some things there. Okay, Dar, you're overly attached to your mother. Okay? Oh, my gosh. She and just got, she just I know, got over she got, being sick. But this is, this is what falling. I'm saying, people. This Yeah, she did fall, but she's much better. But <clears throat> she slipped on the fucking rug, but. I fall all the time, but she's older than me. But here's the thing. Is that Elisa? Judy, she's 84. Like, remember when we used to visit your mom? When okay, she d- I can't something? With, yeah. She okay. was in a nursing home. I know, no. We visited her before she went to oh, the nursing right. home. Okay, I'm just saying. Your mother, your, both your Dar, parents are alive. I didn't you ignore lucky. you. You were out having No, I was, t- I was asked. No, no, that's not barbecue. true. Barbecue. Elisa. What? I was texting you all night. Like, where are you? How are And that's why that I left my fucking brand new blouse in the goddamn fucking hotel. I get home today. Elisa did pick me up at the airport. Right. After ignoring me all day yesterday. I picked you up at you, Were you getting my texts? No, I didn't have. Yeah, you were. On. She's lying. This is how you know when no, she's we lying. we were playing cards. Who? Uh, uh, my parents and I. We were playing uh, progressive. Oh, my God. We, have we had a nice card game? Okay, Dar, are you in a fucking nursing home? No, but I, I, was, I mean, it's no. Saturday night and you're playing cards with your parents. <sighs> and then you nice. slept over. Okay, because I, yeah, because right. it was pouring rain. Because and she I was doesn't, gonna, so then no. we'll, get, we'll get to her apartment. She'll be like, I have to do this here and I have to do that and I don't have any time. And I'm like, because you're playing cards Judy, with your fucking parents. I'm with you now. I mean, I love I them. I love your parents. But, I you know, you like, up and I'm you with don't you. do and shit for yourself. And all you're doing is kvetching about everything. So anyway, she picks me up she, and tells me she picked me up 40 times. No, I didn't. Yeah. How no, many times? Once. Oh, my God. No, because you didn't say anything I did. I said, that. thank you, thank you, thank okay. you, thank you. All right. Okay. I don't want to go through. So we drive back from JFK. She's getting mad because of the ways. She is under the God of ways. Like, she, you think ways is God. Like, you won't even say, you know what? I'm not going to. I know how to go. I'm not going to use ways. You are a slave to ways. Really? Because there was either a 51-minute route or there was a, uh, an hour and two-minute route you, or, do or there you was an not... hour and 47-minute route. And did you want to go that way? Because that's the way I was going to go. Listen. So I cut Listen. off a whole hour. Listen. After being in the car for two hours. See, that's what I get. I get no, I'm that just she, saying. Yeah, she's constantly telling me that no. she picked, he was in the car. Okay. So I'm starving. I haven't eaten since the barbecue at Lick Stick. What was it called? Salt lick. Salt lick. And so we get home finally and I get a phone call that pisses me off. No. And then I have an uh, argument with my eight. Well, we didn't have an no. argument. We just had a, didn't have an eight a what did we have? A, a shit session? Nothing. You just, you realize that you have a lot of work things right. scheduled. Right, right. And, and no time off. Okay. So right. fine. Okay. And you have to fly here and there. And yeah, you- I have all these things and I can't, I can't get my shit together. So anyway, I get home mm-hmm. and I 
I have to use this Bloomingdale's gift card by today. So I'm on Bloomingdale's. I hate shopping more than I hate shopping online. I hate everything about shopping. So I'm like, oh, I'll get, you know, new Birkenstocks or, oh, I'll get this. And then I'm like, oh, I should just get two shirts. So I got these two fucking shirts that took me four hours to find because I'm size 9,000. I realized, wait, where's my shirt I just brought at Bloomingdale's the other day for a very large amount of money? And I realized I left it in the closet at the fucking hotel. So then I called the hotel. The entire day was on hold with the fucking hotel. Admit it. Yes, I've never heard of such a And and like, I was on hold for 50 minutes. I had to find another comic who's staying at the hotel to go to the front desk. And finally... They're like, yes, okay, because they're nice because they're in Texas. So they have to fake they're nice, even though they have a fucking open carry and you can't get an abortion. And so I finally the manager, Amelia, calls back and is like, "Okay, so what happened with she's French? What? I can't do a French accent. No, 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 no. Dar, that's not a French. You're doing your ILD. You went, no, 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 no. Okay, you had an accent while you were saying no. Anyway, she tells me. She's like, well, we can. There's two options. And before even telling me that they found my sh- my blouse, put it in a bag, and then someone thought it was garbage and threw the fucking bag out. Right, but they probably didn't. They're just probably wearing that really nice shirt right I now. I know. Okay. So I'm getting twenty five thousand miles on my Hyatt thing. Whatever. It just and then I went and bought the other shirt. So it's all equal. I went and bought another one. I just can't take any more You know, re- re-entry is hard. After okay, re-entry. Have- I have to do my laundry. I have to do my dry cleaning. I'm leaving again on Thursday. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I didn't right. have my CPAP machine. And I'm here to help you. Oh, maybe no, that's why not. you didn't sleep. You yes, didn't I told you I didn't. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, it's just been a shit show. But Elisa will, will verify, not verify. Vouch? Vouch. Yeah, vouch. I knew it was a V word. Vagina. She'll vagina. No, she'll vouch for the fact that mm-hmm. my conversation with Mary Trump after the talk back uh, after the show was just uh, unbelievable. She's great. Oh, amazing. But right. I hope all your listeners get to see your show because it is really amazing. I, I saw it maybe, I think, 25 times, but it's so good. It gets better and better each time. <laughs> it was so good. Very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope it tours to like Hawaii. I know. I- yeah, I know, Dar. You want to go to wherever, yeah, anywhere, yeah. you know, anywhere that you want to go. No, anywhere. No, Dar, because there's some places you don't go. Because no, like, oh, I'll go. Not, I'll yeah, go anywhere. Whatever. I'll go anywhere with you, except for New Jersey. Uh, why? Gonna... I'm from New Jersey. That's so mean. Everyone from New Jersey. Yes, you can hate Elisa right now. No, I'm not that. touring to New Jersey. I don't have okay, to go fine. with you on a tour to New Jersey. So what do I have to tell you? So uh, this week I'll be in D.C. with the Creative Coalition lobbying for more funding for the arts mm, without a plus one without a plus That's something one i would have liked to do okay but you can't no one got a plus one okay mm-hmm. and then i will be attending the white house correspondence center god willing no again no plus one right i got invited by moment magazine founded by ellie Wiesel. ellie Wiesel, whatever um yeah then i have What's coming up? The Jewish Book Council in, in the Jewish Museum. I'm such a no, Jew you're going lately. going to Michigan for a Jewish Oh, I'm thing. going to Michigan on Tuesday for Adat Shalom Women's, the synagogue. I'm performing for the Women's Bar Association, the Women's Bar Association in Boston mm, on Jewish. the 4th. That's mm. uh, Thursday the 4th. Tuesday, um, I'll be in Detroit. Thursday, I'll be in Boston. 
then we'll go to Provincetown for the weekend. Then I come back and I am hosting another pharmaceutical focus something. Then I'm doing the Jewish Book Council at the Jewish Museum. And I'm going to be performing in Provincetown. And I'm going to be hosting the Montclair uh, Pride again on June 10th in Montclair, New Jersey, which you will be going to. Yes, I will. That's fantastic. So I got a lot of stuff going on. But right now I need a fucking nap and some Chinese food because I've been craving Chinese food. And that's it. So that's our opener for today. So I just want you to sit back and relax and enjoy. Enjoy my conversation with Mary Trump and the questions from the audience, which some of them, were they annoying? No, they were very good. Very good. Very good. You know, Mary, I was so excited. I like you were the first person I thought of when they said they wanted to do talkbacks because one of the main reasons that I wrote the book and one of the points I couldn't get through, I talked to Ira Glasser, Jubel. Um, <laughs> Matt, I, I, don't, I don't get one of those. Now, you, you, you're a little Jewy. I am. I have a, a space laser. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at the Jews whispering. What did she say? <laughs> she has a space laser. Okay. No. So the one thing when I was writing the book that really was I, I couldn't take it. I t- called Ira Glasser from the ACLU <laughs> who ran it when the Nazis wanted to uh, march through Skokie mm-hmm. where it had a lot of Holocaust survivors and and he had to defend the Nazis' right to yep. to let them because if you shut down one kind of speech, you shut down all kind of speech. You know, you're, yep. you can, you know. And then who decides? Mm-hmm. He said to me, what happens is you go to a college campus, some right-wing asshole's you know, talking, and then all the left-wing people are like, "No, no, no, this can't happen." And then they that person gets canceled, and then a right, and then a left-wing person comes, and then the the right people, you know, the right-wing people protest, and then they get canceled. And who decides? The dean, who's most likely a white male, right? Exactly. Which is happening with our abortion rights. But yeah, I couldn't understand why comedians were getting like that your fucking asshole uncle was getting away with the shit that was coming out of his mouth and yet Kathy Griffin holds up a mask with ketchup who knew about the ketchup by the way that it was a double entendre and she can't answer her phone for four years and this guy is lying like that I just, I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> Where to start? Um, um, yeah, well, white guy, rich. Yeah. Um, who has abused the system. You know, the thing about Donald is uh, the only use for him is that for some reason, smarter, more powerful men have always found him useful. Right. You know, and uh, do you think that's because he's innately dumb? Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to get technical about it, but yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's actually because of his 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 out of control narcissism, right? And it's not an accident that the people who figured him out and played him so easily are people like Putin, right? And Erdogan and Xi and um, the North Korean guy. 
Kim Jong Un. Yes, Kim Jong Un. Uh, so it is a service he has provided for people, right? Uh, and just the the cruel irony, I think, is that, and, and also the example is, if you fit all the demographics, he fits. You are allowed to fail up so spectacularly that you are immune to anything. Whereas if you're a woman in an industry like stand-up comedy, the Kathy Griffin's only sin there was, it wasn't funny. Right. That's it. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. But we, it ruined her life for four years and she's still, she's still, she's still scared. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can joke about anything as long as the joke is funny and Mm well-crafted, but most of the time we don't know if it's funny until you people tell us. Right. I mean, there's so many times where I'm like, oh my God, this is so hilarious. And then I get on stage, (laughs) nothing. And then I yell at the audience like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not laughing at that. We had that experience together actually recently. Yeah. Yeah. And the audience was just completely dead inside. Yeah. I think is... You talk about mental health so much because, of course, I'm a hypocrite. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're a doctor. Just kidding. You're a doctor. You're, are you the? I don't get oh, 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 sorry. Um, do you think you're the only intelligent Trump in that whole fucking? Fa- I mean, they are. You know, it's funny. My my daughter's incredibly smart, but I don't consider her part of that family. Right. Because she's not, you know. Right. She's never met them. Thank goodness she's been protected from that. I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, it depends what you mean by smart, right? Well, you're intellectual and you're fun. You're really funny. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> you, you. You, you do. I mean, I listen to your podcast and you make me laugh and you like getting laughs, but... Mm-hmm. You are a mental health professional and we are seeing comedians being silenced and people stopping themselves from laughing. And I don't know if Dara's here. Is Dara here? Dara is Gilbert's wife. And I, I used to talk to Gilbert. Dara, you're the greatest. Um, that's Dara Gottfried. And um, I talked to Gilbert and and I, he would say to me, I just don't understand because I talked to him for this book and stuff. People will instinctively laugh, like he'll say something or I'll say, and they'll laugh and then they'll go, oh, right, not supposed to laugh mm. at that. Yeah. What do you think that is doing to the human condition that we can't even allow ourselves to to let go? And- yeah, it, it's really dangerous, especially in the last seven years. Um you know, I, I think this may be more true for me than it is for other people for obvious reasons, but I think a lot of us have been in some version of lockdown since November, 2016. Yeah. And COVID just exacerbated it. Right. So we're cut off. We don't have access to the kinds of things for a long time. We didn't have access to the kind of things that make us feel human and make us feel happy and give us joy. So that barrier between us and our spontaneity is very dangerous. And when you were talking about Hitler's edict, I guess. The Treasury Act, yes. Yeah. Um, it just reminds us, or it should remind us, and we look at Florida, look at Texas, look at other states in the South, it, re- it should remind us that art cannot thrive in authoritarian and fascist states. It cannot. 
And if we constantly have to second guess ourselves and check our reactions, then we can't fully participate in what it means to be human. Right. Right. And, and that's sort of where we're heading. And it's, it's, it's especially if you live in a place like Mississippi or Florida or Texas or, te- yeah. or what have you. So, uh, you know, whether it's just fear of being judged in a particular way, fear of being shut out or fear of actual reprisal, you know, we've got, what's his name? Greg Abbott ready Ugh. to pardon a man who was literally just convicted of murder by a jury of his peers last week for murdering somebody who is peacefully protesting in support of Black Lives Matter. Right. I mean, it's, you know, and from what I could tell, it was premeditated. Right. So, so, so those are the forces that are being unleashed. And we are, we are being placed in a position where we have to overthink we have to be careful. And it's, uh, you know, I think part of it comes out of COVID and just having to be careful about everything in general. Right, right. And being afraid for so long. Right. But it's just going to delay uh, our ability to to heal. When Orange Fuckface became president, um, <laughs> I, do you, I mean, because there's such... Ooh. <laughs> There's yeah. such a uh, an increase in depression and anxiety and substance abuse mm-hmm. and a lot. Do you see Sorry. and and the fact that people are addicted to this news cycle and looking at their. I mean, he became president because of fucking Twitter. I think all of that has contributed to the terrible. I think it's a crisis, mental health crisis we have in this country. It wasn't as bad before, and I think he terrorized us. Yeah, I think one of one of the worst things about the last few years uh, that has put those of us who care, and I, I say this often, it is a terrible time to be a human being with empathy, um, is that the things that anger us, the things that scare us, the things that infuriate us, the things that worry us, um, the things we see happening to other people, even if we're we're privileged and people less privileged and people more at risk, uh, you know, the, we see how they're being treated and how demoralizing that right. can be and how helpless that makes us feel. It energizes these people. Donald just gets off on cruelty and watching other people be cruel on his behalf. And it's a weapon that they are very happy to wield, you know, but Um, you know what you say, it's a weapon mm -hmm. that cruelty, but it doesn't compare to the weapon of comedy and humor and humiliation. Like he's cruel and horrible, but he can't, he's such a fucking coward. He can't attend the white house correspondence center. Oh, he's the most pathetic weak person I've ever met in my life. Uh, you know, like that goes without saying, uh, he has the thinnest skin and it's because he knows, he knows what a frightened little boy he is. You know, he knows that he has quote unquote succeeded, not because of any inherent merits that he possesses, right? but because other people have found him useful for whatever ends they need him for. He knows that, you know, for example, my dad was just a much better human being. He was smarter. He was funnier. He was better looking. He was kind, well, kinder. 
kindness was not considered a good quality in my family. But you know, he was he he was a pilot for TWA in 1964. That was akin to being a rock star. Right. Donald just couldn't compare. Donald couldn't compare to Barack Obama. Right. Right. You know, uh, he couldn't, he can't compare to Joe Biden. So, um, I think that makes him even more dangerous though, because he's aware of these things, but can't process them, can't take it in. So he gets more reactive and he gets meaner and it is even more vitally important that he get more people to be more extreme on his behalf. What do you think his emotional age is? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. When he was five, right. My grandmother's in the kitchen getting dinner ready and all five of the siblings were in the dining room waiting for, for her to serve them probably. And uh, Donald was just being absolutely vicious to his little brother, the youngest one, Robert. And nobody could get him to stop. Robert's hysterical. My bro- my dad, who was like eight years older, and Marianne, who was the oldest, you know, they just couldn't get him to shut up. They couldn't get him to stop torturing his little brother. So my dad did the only thing one could do when, under those circumstances. He took a very large bowl of mashed potatoes that my grandmother had just set out on the table, and he dumped it on Donald's head. <laughs> Is that why his hair is like that? (laughs) He's never recovered. Yeah. Uh, So in that moment, I think two things happened, aside from the hair. Um, (laughs) He felt humiliation in a way he never had before, and he suffered it at the hands of somebody he didn't think was worthy. Okay. And Mm. they all laughed at him. My aunt told this story to the whole family at dinner in 2017 and everybody laughed. It's sort of a tradition. She tells a story kind of to to remember my dad who died in 1981, but also just to kind of dig a little. Right. right? And everybody laughs when we hear the story. Donald sits there, arms folded, pouting. Wow. He's five fucking years old, basically. Wow. Wow. Yes, leader of the free world. Go America. You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it 
while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! I have a couple more questions. The indictment, the fact that the media, like there was so much shit going on that day Mm -hmm. with the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The fact I got so annoyed that I don't want, I saw OJ. I saw OJ in the fucking car. I need to watch him getting on a fucking plane and fly. Like how much do you think the media is responsible for this. That's question number one. And question number two is, what do you, what periodicals do you read? Where, what websites do you read? Where, what inform, what informational sources do you trust? You know, most Trumps can't answer multi-part questions. I just want to oh, okay. point out that this is... Oh, wow. You know, this is a, <laughs> a challenge. Um, Look at them all <laughs> whispering. Most Trumps can't answer multi-part questions. <laughs> Oh, God, with the Jews and the hearing. Um, <laughs> so to make it easier for myself, I'll answer your first question Wait, first. Jews, go ahead. <laughs> um, you would be forgiven if that day you thought it was 2016. Remember when yes. Hillary Clinton was somewhere giving a brilliant policy speech? No, you don't remember it because... Every single camera was trained on an empty podium or a plane idling on a tarmac somewhere. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't I, I, I think I'm pretty clear eyed about the mainstream media in this country, but I was still gobsmacked. Yeah, they have learned nothing. nothing. Yes, I felt the same way. And I think we know that now. So there are no excuses. We can't count on them. The irony, of course, is that a free media is dependent upon democracy. So I think media should be neutralized to the facts, but pro-democracy. They seem to think that they are just going to be able to ride it out if we become a fascist dictatorship. Right. So I I think they'll be, you know, unpleasantly surprised when they find out that that's not the case. So it's up to us to to find our information elsewhere. Um, You know, I I confess I'm still on Twitter. I, I know. Me too. I, I, where am I going to go? I tried I, the other ones. It I didn't work. I haven't even gotten there because yeah. I can't. I can't. It just, it, you know, really it, it, I'm not willing to uh, process that loss. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's how I built a, a lot of us, built yeah. a community, uh, especially during COVID. So 
Twitter still, it's not as good as it used to be, of course, but it's still a really good aggregator of news. Yeah, I agree. Um, I read every day Talking Points Memo, which is uh, Josh Marshall's uh, online magazine. You know, I I do read the Post and the Times uh, judiciously, you know, with a few pounds of salt every once in a while. Um, they're incredibly good sources. Mother Jones is great. The new Republic is great. I read the Washington post too. Yeah. Listen, I mean, you know what? The New York times, I hate, I hate the New York times. I've hated the New York times since the Iraq war. However, (laughs) yeah, they're Jew. They were Jews. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, this is is true. Look, Um, Stella. Yeah. (laughs) My mother, my mother appears from the dead every now and then. still on Judith. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but they have extraordinary journalists. Uh, yes. And you know, the, re- the reason I'm sitting here today is because the New York times thought it was worth paying three investigative reporters for a year and a half to dig deep into the truth about my family's finances. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. So Dean Beckay sucks, but you right. know, they still they still finance those kinds of extraordinary pieces. Who do you think is more threatened by what's happening? Artists or journalists? I said journalists seem not to be aware. That's what I think, <laughs> too. It's just quite stunning. Um, but he, I, the, his assault on journalists was... And now, with what is DeSantis? He's like a uh, Trump on steroids. I mean, yeah, but he. I'm going to say something very controversial. Um, DeSantis, unlike Donald, has no charisma. Right. That's right. I know it seems obscene to say that Donald has charisma, but there's a reason. Twelve million more people voted for him in 20. Uh, right whatever year that was, 2020, the Pleistocene era. Seems like a very long time ago. 2020, then 2016. And yeah, a lot of it is his racism and his misogyny and his anti-immigrant hatred and his cruelty. Right. But a lot of it is that he's got this pull. And if you met him, you would get it. You would reject it almost immediately. I, I met him. He's it. an asshole. Yes, he is. Of course I he mean, is. he's just a dick. I'm just like, ugh, you're such a dick. But if he yeah. feels the need... Yeah. <laughs> If he feels, for whatever reason, some need to bring you over to his side, he can do that. Oh, yeah. And if you hate his guts, as you should, you know, you'll see through it immediately, but you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll understand why certain people. Because, listen, Donald, the, the, the one thing everybody who follows him can relate to is that he's a such a fucking loser. And he gets away with all the lying. He gets away with all the criming. They love that about him. But the thing they most love about him, he's a fucking loser who has succeeded. Right. That could be them too someday. Barker. Um, Do you think that he will be the nominee? Hmm. You do? I mean, like, you know, barring some kind of very sad thing that might happen. Um, (laughs) like a bone spur or something. <laughs> I hate him so much. So I just want to say, but yeah, he will be the nominee. Barring when, that. When Mary and I first met, we both 
had a, a place in a uh, place in Provincetown. And I met her, and I said, um, "Lesbians." And so I said, <laughs> "I met her in the backyard, and uh, you were playing with with your daughter, and I was playing with uh, Ben and Henry." And <laughs> I said, "Welcome," you know, because you had just moved there. I said, "Hi, I'm Judy Gold," and you said, "Hi, I'm Mary Trump," and I said. <laughs> <laughs> any relation and, and she said my uncle and I said I hate him and she said me not as much as I do and that was it and that was in 2002 so that was right. um, yeah, yeah Avery was eight months old do you get bored talking about him because you're such yeah. an a, a, an accomplished person but your brain you know it's like you have this insight that no one else has because of your genetics and because of your education, does it get on your nerves that, you know, <laughs> that, that it's, it's monopolized, yes. you know? Yes, it's, it's, it's awful. Actually. Right. But, but. It's helpful for it's us. It, yeah. Listen, this is, this is the thing. After 2020, like all of you, no, no doubt, I thought. Oh, awesome. I can go write novels. Right, right, right. Right. I, I don't never have to talk about this again. Well, here we are, however many years later. And did anybody here think that in 2023, things would be worse than they were? Right. In November, after November 2020, yes. they are worse. We are more danger now. But the difference is... It's not that he's totally irrelevant. He's not. We can't ignore him. But we need to thread that needle between paying attention to him when he's doing something we need to be paying attention to versus ignoring him like when his fucking plane is sitting on the tarmac. Right, right, right. right. Um, and we need to understand him as a symptom of a disease that is the Republican Party. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, because you have Jen Rubin on your show <laughs> yes, and I she do. was a Republican, right? Yeah. She was. And then she switched. And I used to, she used to get on my nerves so much because I used to see her. And, and I yeah. was like, why are you a Republican? Like, and now she's completely jumped off that. Yeah. It's really fascinating what I find with people who are not, not never Donald people, but people who've actually done the mature thing and switched right. parties. Right. Right. Like they're, they're totally freaked out by what's happening with the Supreme Court. They're all pro-choice. Like, why were you a Republican I'm in the, in the first, first place? place. so weird. I can't get an answer that makes sense to me. Do you think he'll ever go to jail? <laughs> no one cares what you think, okay? Oh, that's, that is not No, true. I'm kidding. That's I hope so. I hope so. I just, unfortunately, I, you're wrong. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to say. I think... I think it's because it's just logistically extraordinarily difficult to make that happen. And the thing is, like, if he got house arrest, like, how would he know the difference? <laughs> think about it. This is a man who allegedly has money. He can go anywhere in the world. Right. He goes to, I don't know. Russia or North Korea, all those like very great vacation spots. Yeah. He goes to Europe, anywhere in Europe. What does he do? He stays at a hotel on a golf course. Right. He plays golf. He could be anywhere. It, like it right. literally Mar-a-Lago, New Bedford, Scotland. 
it wouldn't make a difference to him if they put an ankle bracelet on him and he couldn't leave because he would be doing exactly the same. He would be eating well-done steak with ketchup on it and going to play 19, 19 holes of golf. That would be yeah. weird, but 18. maybe 36 um, holes of golf. Do, uh, do you think he's scared at all or? Uh, he's only scared. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unconscious, but he's he's terrified. And that's why he comes across as being angry uh, because his greatest fear in life is to be humiliated, which is why anybody who believed that he was going to take the indictment day as an opportunity to show what a tough guy he yeah. was understands nothing because he was not just being humiliated. That is a very vulnerable position to be right. in. I don't care who you are. The entire world was watching. Uh, and also just, Hat tip to the guy who let the door slam on him. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, it was just a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love but, that. But, uh, you know, that's why he's he comes across as being angry so much because, and you see this on the right as well. They're also fucking angry. Right. That's because re elected Republicans are giving him all of these things to be afraid of. Nobody likes to feel afraid. Right. So you get angry instead. Right. And then they stoke it into rage. And here we are. And anger is, isn't it really sadness underneath? No, it's, it's fear. It's fear. Yeah. I mean, when I was depressed, they were like, well, you're, you have a lot of sadness and anger and your rage and anger and sadness. Well, yeah, that works too. <laughs> but he's not depressed. Like he can't, he can't, he can't even get there. Sadness. Like that is not in his arsenal of, he feels like three things. Do you think he's cognitively um, <laughs> declining? You know, uh, people have been saying that for so long. Yeah, I know. That it's sort of like the walls are closing in. I've been hearing that since I was eight. <laughs> and here we are. So they might be, but it's so imperceptible. Like, right. What difference Man, woman, and, TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, he'll post something on Troth Central and people will be like... <laughs> That's what he calls it. So that's what I call Truth it. Central. Truth Central. Social, whatever. Yeah. And people post it on Twitter. It's like, he's not on Twitter. Please stop posting his stuff on right. Twitter. And like, oh, he's really losing it. Yes. I'm all like, the time. Yeah. I have one word for you. Kafefe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> that, was, that was like 200 years ago. I still love that. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. 
That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing. And so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Do, would you mind taking questions from? No. Oh, it would be great. From the audience? I don't get out much, so this is cool for me. Okay. And I'm going to repeat your question because. I'm, I'm hearing him. I'm no, de- yes, you're de- de- hearing. <laughs> Do you want to pick the question? Pe- All right, there's one in the back. I know it's for Mary, okay? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what direction do you think Yvonne Cunt is going to go? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you just saw my show, really? You're like... I think she's already made her choice. All relationships in my family are transactional. She has come to the wise conclusion that uh, Donald can't do anything for her anymore. She just tarnishes her brand, if you want to call it that, even further by maintaining her association with him. And besides, out of everybody in the family, she's the only one who's legitimately wealthy because she's married to a guy whose family has money. And, and, you know, they've bonded over the fact both of their fathers have been arrested now. So it's it's like a romance. Yeah, it really is. It's just one of those love stories that makes you sick. Wait, do you think Don Jr. is on coke? I mean, he really seems like he is. I, I I'm not gonna. All right, yeah, sorry. That's yes, everyone. Okay. <laughs> she wants to know if you have ex- ever exchanged gifts with your, yeah, uh, with the, your uncle Donald. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, he, uh, I think there's something name? in your book about yes, that. So, yeah. so it's always nice to know who didn't read it. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, But yes, Christmas was one of my favorite holidays uh, because I got such awesome gifts from my family. But, you know, before uh, when I was 12, that was the first Christmas Ivana was there. And I don't remember gifts from him before that because, you know, it's it was one of those families where women did all the right gift buying and wrapping and yeah. Christmas card sending and all that stuff. So uh, I think my my very first uh, Christmas present from the two of them was when I was 12 and I got a, a three-pack of Bloomies underwear, retail $12, which was a lot <laughs> of money at the time, to be fair. And then next, <laughs> this is my absolute favorite. 
She clearly had been to some luncheon and uh, there was like a door prize or something. And it was a basket wrapped in cellophane. And inside the basket was one gold lame shoe with a four inch heel stuffed with hard candy also wrapped in cellophane. That was my it Christmas was one present shoe? from Donald and Ivana. One shoe, but it was stuffed with What size candy. was it? Come on. Who cares? Like, I know, was... I'm kidding. That is disgusting. Out of all the, the three wives, <laughs> which one did you like the best? Or Well, do... can you maybe like dislike the least? Yeah, dislike the least. Uh, no, actually, I got along really well with Marla. Marla was really, really nice to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when... Uh, I don't remember at what point, but... And that's, that, what's her name's mother, right? Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. So we started going to Mar-a-Lago for Easter after he bought it and it was still private and they were married and, and Tiffany was still a bit, you know, three or four or whatever. And Marla would, like, she invited me out to dinner with friends wow. one couple of times. Yeah, she was, and they treated her so horribly. I felt, I felt really bad for her. What, uh, what is Mar-a-Lago like? It's everything you would imagine. Okay. So I, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Poor Marla. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm sort of a two minds about, it. she showed up for things and I'm like, eh, maybe you've lost some credit there. Right. Right. Okay. Now, all the way in the back. <laughs> uh, the question is, I have to do it for the podcast that you mentioned that Donald feels three things. What are they? Anger. Well, actually, there are the two two things he most feels. He never feels consciously because they're so awful. Humiliation and fear. And everything else he does is in service of protecting himself from those two emotions. Mostly what I guess it's four things. And the things that come across to the rest of us are anger. And I can never remember the word for it. But like that sense of... Um, you know, getting one over on somebody. Oh yeah. What? It, there's a perfectly good English. What is it? Being a cunt. <laughs> well, I'm not British. Yeah, putting so one over. Put. Oh, you know, getting away with like something. Kind of superiority, yeah. but not quite. But yeah, I mean, he has a very limited range of emotions because he's so severely psychologically disordered. Thanks, Grandma. Yeah, Grandpa. it is hubris, kind of. Yeah. Kind but of, not, but it's sort of like the enjoyment of it's sort of it's sort of sadistic Schadenfreude. Yeah, I, I say Schadenfreude, but it's Schadenfreude. Is that the way? Okay, I'm, I've been Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Oh, German is not my favorite language. Okay, yeah, understandably. Did 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 he uh, attending Obama's White House correspondence where Obama skewered him? Did that set him off? But it, oh, yeah, and also um, Seth Meyers yeah. set him off. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't remember what a Seth Meyers said, but Obama think, really got him. But this is the problem. And yes, to answer your question, yes, the problem though was why was Obama giving him any oxygen at yeah. all? You know, Donald is somebody who, well, again, we can't ignore him anymore. Thank you, Republican Party. Well, don't you but think we it's because of the birth certificate? As much as yes. Yes. But, but who, it's like, who was this punk? Right. Just, just don't even give him yeah. any credit for, it's like bullies, ignore them. Yes. You know, either punch them in the face or ignore them. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, underneath the narcissism is just the, the, the damaged. He, when he was two, two and a half, my grandmother was very ill. And for about a year, she was not available. That is a very, very critical year developmentally, you know, when you're two, three years old. So to be without your primary caregiver and to have the one person replacing the primary caregiver, my grandfather, who is a psychopath. I mean, literally, my grandfather was a sociopath. A very dangerous man. He has no no human feeling. He has no interest in any. The only interest he had in his children was what use they could be of to him. They he saw them as extensions to himself, unless they couldn't do anything for him. And then he either ignored them, like the girls, or he killed them off, like my father, or he co-opted them, like Donald. So it was that combination of terrible neglect. Um, and again, it wasn't my grandmother's fault, but nothing was ever done to heal those wounds. And just over time, they just got worse. And he developed defensive behaviors like bullying, you know, pretending that no nothing ever bothered him that my grandfather actually found valuable. So instead of correcting for that, my grandfather just made everything worse. And that's why. So we have this terrified little boy who also happens to be, uh, happens to understand that the best way for him to survive in the world is to be cruel and to exert power over weaker people. And that has been one of the most illuminating things of the last two years. Who knew that there were so many people on the planet weaker than Donald Trump? Right. Yeah, like it's a revelation. Do you, do you think he's going to win? I try wherever possible to avoid uh, having um, anxiety attacks. Okay, sorry. So I don't, I can't even. I don't think I he can. Even. Listen, I did, did I, I, we can't, we can't dismiss it, unfortunately. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I. There aren't enough uh, uh, psychotropic drugs on the planet for me to be able to entertain. Um, that do you yet. do you talk to anyone in the family? No. Does Hooray. that make you sad or no? no God. All right, good. <laughs> All right. No. Wait. Oh my God! It's there's such a people up that that has your uncle ever tried to stop you uh, through other people uh, punitively tried to stop what you're doing. I mean, not really. I've gotten a couple of threatening texts from mutual acquaintances. And lawsuits or no? Well, I think uh, the the $100 million lawsuit against me is 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 kind of a a drag. <laughs> like, do you have anything, like, do you think, oh, my God, or are you just like, oh, shut up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't care. I mean, right. they, they can't hurt me, although if I lose the lawsuit, that would be problematic. Yeah. Probably. Luckily, my daughter's graduating from college soon. Right. So I don't have to pay tuition anymore. Hooray. Yeah. A hundred million dollars is a lot of money, apparently. I heard. Yes. Yeah. Mary, I think you're so great. You're the only good thing to come out of that family. I feel like you are doing us such a service and um I just you have to keep doing what you're doing because you are such a bright light during this shithole time <laughs> that we're having. So I, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough for doing this. I know you're really busy and you're on, you know, writing and writing and writing, but I, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't 
ask you questions because I'd be going crazy. Well, listen, I, I really, I, I wasn't joking when I said I don't get out much. I really don't. Um, because I'm still afraid of COVID and stuff like that. But uh, Judy is one of the very few people on the planet I would come out for. Oh, and, thank you. Um, you know, seriously. Thank you. So thank you for your brilliant book. You ha- if oh, you thanks. haven't read it, you must read. Oh, it's for sale upstairs at the well, bar. Well, how convenient. <laughs> That's really convenient. Some people yeah. haven't read my book. Is my book out in the library or no? Are you, what, when I'm are you kidding, doing your I'm show kidding. here? <laughs> um, and tonight was just, you know, when you, when a friend invites you to something they're doing and there's always this bit of trepidation. Hmm. What if it you know, sucks? Yeah. It was brilliant. And so what am I going to say? Yeah. Right. But no, it was brilliant. So thank you for thank tonight you. as well. Thank you. And thank you everyone. Yes, thank I can't you everybody thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. Uh, this podcast is uh, produced by Laura Vogel. It is edited by Colin Schmeling. And everything else in my life, really, done by Brittany Jo Sowards. Richmond. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, oh, wait. I do have people who are listening to the end, and I'm getting your messages. I'm letting you know. I took photos of the... Um, Elisa loves reading my calendar, my computer. Okay, there's a lot of photos of me with Mary. And then I take photos of the, I just want to say thank you to Deborah Cohen. I love your podcast, although I think it is making me more outraged than I am normally. Can't figure out how to leave a review, but I think she fi- finally figured out. Thank you, Deborah Cohen, who I'm assuming is a. <laughs> okay. Thank you to Deborah. Um, let's see. Let me go to more of my photos that I took pictures of. I just really appreciate all of you. Uh, who's this? Emily Charon. Thank you, Emily. Love your son. It was a fabulous episode. Thank you. I am proud. Emily Charon. Do you think she's Jewish? Charon could be Jewish. You probably have some Jew in you. Okay. So we'll do that. Um, let's see who else. Elisa thinks this is funny. Okay. Let me go back. Okay, that's not that. What's this? No, that's a cafe in Tel Aviv. I think that's it. I I mean, I have more, but I can't find them. But I I do appreciate all of you. I'm going to find more and I'm going to... Oh, here's one. Is this one? Yes, Elizabeth Smolinski. She could be Jewish, right? Thank you for listening to End and you're welcome. You're welcome, Elizabeth, that I do point out the truth. Because I try to be truthful, but I, even though I'm miserable. So thank you all to all my fans. Go to my website, judygold.com, and you'll see everything I'm doing. Uh, also on the socials at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. I lost my blue check mark. I'm out of varsity. I'm off the varsity team. So fuck you, Elon Musk. And yeah, that's it. I, I love you all. I can't believe that, that this country is fucked up. And um Thank you all for listening. And as we always say, come on, Elisa, as we always say, so long. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.